Well, Happy New Year, and Merry Christmas. Um, for those of you, any, if there's anyone here who's not met me uh, before, uh, my name is Nate Smith. I uh, these days normally serve at uh, Trinity Westside as the executive pastor there, but was here for quite a while and, and served as an interim priest here uh, a couple summers ago. So it's a real joy and delight to be back here with you. Um, this Sunday uh, uh, that falls on January 1st is really special, uh, New Year's Sunday, because it doesn't happen every year. Uh, the last time, I believe, was in, um, in 2017, and we won't have another uh, January 1st that falls on a Sunday until 2034. So it's kind of special to get a chance to preach here, and thank you all for coming out. I know this is the hardcore here who have showed up on New Year's morning. Um, but uh, probably the next time one of these rolls around, I'll be retired. So this is uh, uh, maybe my first and last New Year's Sunday. <clears throat> so forgive me if the sermon goes a little long. It's two and one. Uh, our psalm for this morning is Psalm 148, which I think is a perfect psalm for New Year's Sunday because in the liturgical calendar, we're actually still in Christmas. We're about halfway through the 12 days of Christmas, so we have Christmas, but we also have the first day of the new year. And um, I'll read this psalm to you again um, uh, and, and focus on, if you would, the nativity scene because we've got a lot going on in the psalm that kind of reminds me of nativity scene. We've got uh, angels and a star above. Uh, below we've got, uh, we've got kings and we've got livestock. And in the center we have uh, Mary and Joseph, a young man, young woman. Uh, and in the center we have a child uh, who is not just a child but the center of everyone's attention because he is God with us. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters from above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. And he established them forever and ever. He gave a decree, and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all deeps, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and all flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near him. Praise the Lord. The word of the Lord. Uh, this is um, <clears throat> a, a psalm that connects, I think, deeply with, with Christmas, but also with New Year. Um, there's something about January 1st, the beginning of our calendar, that sort of inspires us to, to strive to be the best version of ourselves. And that's why I think we make uh, New Year's resolutions. Anyone made a resolution yet? Okay. Still a little early, right? Okay. 
Um, but to become the best version of ourselves, I think, means finding our truest purpose. And that's what this uh, psalm is all about. Um, the Westminster Shorter Catechism asks the question, what is the chief end of man? And answers, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Citing 1 Corinthians 10.31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Again, glorifying God, praising God is what this psalm is about. In fact, the uh, very first, uh, first phrase, praise the Lord, the very last phrase is praise the Lord. I have uh, some sermon illustrations here. Um, these are not my Christmas gifts from this year, but they, they were gifts at one time. Um, the first is a bell. And um, this actually was uh, uh, given not to me, but to my family uh, to cheer me on during a race uh, about 10 years ago. And a bell does basically one thing, right? It, it, it rings. Um, this other gift, this second gift, is uh, a little bit more complicated. Um, this is called a Leatherman. Anyone here ever seen one of those? You ever seen one of those? Yeah. It's, uh, this was given to me my, by my father many years ago, and it's more complicated. It's got like a whole bunch of tools, so it does lots of different things. And I have used it over the years. Actually, I gave it to my son, and then he later gave it back to me because apparently they have a, a better, newer version that's come out. So, <laughs> so I'm happy to receive it back. Uh, my third uh, out of my gift bag here is a gift I received more recently. Um, what is this? Anyone know what this is? You know what this is? Yeah, no one knows. What, okay. I see, yeah, well, who is? Winnie the Pooh, of course, yeah. Okay, and, and this, um, what does Winnie the Pooh do? He eats honey, yeah, he eats honey. Um, and this, this toy, because this isn't, isn't the actual Winnie the Pooh. Um, I think he's probably a little bit bigger. Um, uh, but this one was given to me, this replica of Winnie the Pooh was given to me by a friend um, more recently who was retiring and she wanted me to have uh, something to remember, remember her by and indeed when I see this Winnie the Pooh I'm reminded of my friend. So that's what, that's what this Winnie the Pooh toy does. So each of them do different things um, but let me ask you, uh, do they all have different purposes or do they have the same purpose? Different purposes, okay. Yeah, in, in a way, they do have different purposes. One rings, one does a whole bunch of things, and one, one reminds me. Um, in a sense, also, they have a, the same purpose. They do what I, I need them to do, but they, they accomplish that purpose in different ways. I'm not saying one answer is right, the other's wrong. I'm just stretching you to think about that because um, the sermon is not about Winnie the Pooh or Leatherman or Bells. It's about praising the Lord said before, our, our psalm uh, from this morning begins with the phrase, praise the Lord, and ends with the phrase, praise the Lord. In Hebrew, that's hallelujah. Uh, and in this psalm, we see all creation united in a common purpose, the purpose of praising God. From the heavens, from the earth, 
This includes both living things uh, like people and animals and trees and also non-living things like mountains and hills and stars. It includes spiritual beings like angels and, and people because uh, we too are spiritual. And also includes material beings like beasts and birds and trees. Uh, if we look at this psalm, it, um, it roughly follows the order of creation, beginning with the sun, moon, and stars, and progressing to vegetation and animals, and then finally to people. Uh, to make sure that we don't miss that connection, uh, this psalm actually borrows language directly from the creation account in Genesis 1. Uh, waters above the heavens in verse 4. Great sea creatures, verse 7. Verse 10, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds. If you want to go back and do some homework, you can look at the creation account in Genesis 1 and compare that to this Psalm 148. The idea is that all creation, all creation is united in this common purpose of praising the Lord. But each part of creation praises the Lord in different ways. We have one common purpose, to praise the Lord, but we all do that in somewhat different ways. What does it mean, uh, then, to praise the Lord? When I was a kid, we used to have this song that we'd sing in church, uh, Alleluia, 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 praise you. Anyone, okay, anyone else? Okay, and in fact, you know, we'd have like half the room would sing hallelujah and then praise you the Lord and kind of back and forth is antiphonal, you know, early antiphonal um, uh, evangelical uh, liturgy. Uh, um, is that a thing anymore? Do people still do that or is that, am I, I dated there? Um, anyhow, we loved it. Um, we loved it and it really felt like we were, were praising the Lord. Now, someone pointed out to me later that we're not actually praising the Lord. We're just sort of saying the same thing in two different languages. You know, we're saying, we're saying praise the Lord, but not actually praising the Lord, which put a little bit of, um, of damper on my enthusiasm. But, um, but the point is, is that praising the Lord is more than just singing praise the Lord. Um, praise the Lord uh, encompasses our whole being, being in, in, a, in, a, in its most full sense. Uh, to praise the Lord is to receive and to reflect back to him his goodness and his love. It's less about what we say about God and more about uh, being a manifestation of who, God's, who God is. If you think about it, it's more uh, us being who he intended us to be, uh, the artist's art rather than the critic's commentary. To praise the Lord means to bear witness to his character and his deeds. All creation proclaims the goodness of the Lord. We, as the redeemed community, as, as his church, um, have a special uh, purpose of, of proclaiming the gospel. And in a sense, we are the gospel message as we praise him. Okay, so maybe that's how the church praises God. But how do things like stars and mountains praise, the, praise God? And, um, and how does that relate to, to how we praise the Lord? Uh, Richard Middleton, in his uh, book, A New Heaven and New Earth, writes, If mountains worship God by being mountains and stars worshiping God by being stars, how do humans worship God? By being human in the full glory of what that means. Humans, the Bible tells us, are cultural beings defined not by our worship, for worship is what defines all creation. All creatures are called to worship. But the human creature 
is made to worship God in a distinctive way by interacting with the earth, using our God-given power to transform our earthly environment into a complex world, a socio-cultural world that glorifies our creator. So all things, in a sense, praise the Lord by being who God created them to be, doing what God created them to do. And so we also praise the Lord by being who he created us to be and to do what he created us to do. Lots of examples in this psalm. I'll just pick out a few from uh, verse 12. Young men and maidens together, old men and children. When we are young adults, uh, young men and maidens, as my version of the psalm reads, um, we tend to get uh, really distracted by all the things that we're doing. And in a sense, that's appropriate. We're really trying to find our place in the world, uh, forge our identity by you know, the relationships that we build, uh, our, our careers, um, the other things that we're doing, our accomplishments. But this psalm is a reminder to us to find ourselves, to find our identities in our divine purpose of praising God, being who God created us to be and doing what he created us to do. This, also, uh, this verse also mentions old men. I think people, older people, both uh, men and women, um, as we get a little bit older, and I'm not counting myself as an old man yet, although sometimes my children would dispute that. Um, we, we find that we can't do all the things that we used to be able to do, and I think uh, especially for men and especially after retirement, it can be a struggle because, um, because we... we we don't feel useful in the same way that we did before. And I think some older people can become very discouraged by that. Uh, I've heard some older people say, I, I feel useless. I don't feel like I have a purpose here anymore. Uh, but they do. We do. We have a divine purpose of praising God. As long as we have life and breath, we have a purpose to praise the Lord by being who he created us to be. And, and doing whatever that is uh, he created us to do. If mountains and hills can praise the Lord, then we can praise the Lord, even if we can't do it in exactly the same ways that we used to. This also mentions children in this verse. Children, when I was little, um, sometimes I got a little frustrated because it seemed like sometimes no one was listening to me. Um, and uh, sometimes people didn't let me do all the things that I wanted to do. Anyone here um, identify with that? Yeah, this verse is telling you, uh, children, you do have a voice. You do have a purpose. You are praising God just by being children. In fact, you are giving testimony to the world that God has not given up on planet Earth. So, we praise the Lord by being who he created us to be, by doing what he created us to do. Uh, do we also praise God by the work of our own hands? Can we praise God through our work? Well, of course we can. My father was a pathologist of all things, uh, but he always insisted the work he did was God's work because he did it to the glory of God. And I think whatever we do, we give glory to God um, when we do it for his sake. The things we create, can they give glory to God? Can they praise God? Well, yes, whether it's a song, 
we sing, some other piece of art, or something else that we make. Um, all the things that we create are part of God's creation, so they also uh, can praise the Lord. Now I'm gonna stretch your minds just a little bit, and maybe this is just the weird way that I think at times. Um, <clears throat> can robots praise the Lord? You know, they're created things as well, they're created by us. How about artificial intelligence? Can that praise the Lord? Okay, so let that settle in for a moment. Have any of you all heard of uh, this uh, AI program called ChatGPT? Uh, generative pre-trained transformer. Yeah, I got a few heads nodding. The real geeks in the room, okay. Uh, ChatGPT is a chat box that was la launched uh, in November of this last year uh, by a company called OpenAI, and you can actually Google it, and you can go on the website. If you, all you have to do is log in uh, and prove that you're not a robot. I guess they don't want robots talking to other robots. That could get dangerous. And then you can just ask G chat GPT anything you want, and it'll give you uh, whatever answer it comes up with. In fact, you can ask it to do things like, you know, write a term paper. Um, uh, be careful, you teachers. Um, so I asked chat GPT uh, to write a homily on Psalm uh, 148. Um, it didn't actually save me a lot of work, but I'll read to you what it, what it came up with because I wanna, I wanna uh, make the case that even, um, even chat box as part of God's creation can praise the Lord. I'm quoting here from chat GPT. Psalm 148 is a call to praise God for all of his creation from the highest of the heavens to the lowest of the earth. The psalmist asks all of creation, from the angels to the animals, to praise the Lord for his greatness and his power. This psalm reminds us that God is the creator of all things, that his love and care extends to every corner of the earth. It is a reminder to look around us and see the wonders of God's creation and to give thanks for all that he has given us. As we read this psalm, we're also called to join in the chorus of praise and give thanks to God for all that he's done for us. We may not be angels or animals, but we are still part of God's creation. And we have the ability to give thanks and praise to him. As we come to the end of this psalm, we're reminded that God's power and majesty are above all else. He is the one who sits on the throne, and he is the one who is worthy of all praise. Let us take a moment to reflect on all that God has done for us, and let us give thanks and praise to him with all of our hearts. Amen. Not too bad for a computer program. You know, maybe I should have just uh, phoned this one in. Uh, but I didn't, and so you're going to have to listen a little bit longer. <clears throat> uh, this psalm also talks not just about the what, praise the Lord, but the why behind the what. Why do we praise God? We praise God because he's worthy of our praise. Uh, he is the source of all things. Uh, he creates, establishes, and sustains all things. In verses 5 and 6, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created, and he established them forever and ever. He gave a decree, and it shall not pass away. We praise God because he is above, above and apart from all things. Verse 13, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. God alone is uncreated. No one created him. And God alone is truly good. And we 
praise God because he is the purpose of all things. As Romans 11.36 puts it, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. He is the, he is the center. He's the purpose. Um, he's uh, where all our attention um, needs to be. But we also praise God uh, because God praises us. Verse 14, he raised up a horn for his people, praise for his saints, for the people of Israel who are near him. That's incredible if you think about it. We who are least deserving of God's praise uh, chooses to praise us. Uh, that term horn um, is, a, is a metaphor in the Bible for victory and prosperity. He has endowed us his people with glory, symbolized by a horn. As we come to our uh, first day of the new year, if we choose to make a New Year's resolution, I would suggest that maybe collectively that we commit to being the best version of ourselves by living into our truest purpose of praising God, becoming who God created us to be, doing what he created us to do. This is not something that we're going to be able to do on our own. We weren't able to do that very successfully, at least myself, in 2022, and probably not very likely to do that on my own in 2023. But we're not alone. We have a Redeemer, and uh, he gives us strength. Now, the rest of the service uh, is about that. So um, uh, don't tune out uh, after the sermon is over. Um, we'll begin with the creed giving testimony to who God is and particularly who God the Son is, our Redeemer, who um, gives us the ability to praise the Lord the way we were created to praise him. We go to a time of confession where we acknowledge that we in ourselves um, are, not, uh, are not living out uh, who God created us to be. And then we finally come uh, to the table of the Lord where we actually receive uh, his body and his blood, the nourishment, the strength um, to be who God created us to be, to praise the Lord along with all creation. I'll go ahead and wrap up this sermon um, with a little bit of fear and trepidation with a, with a poem also composed by Chat GPT. Uh, now, uh, be merciful on this chat box. It's not the best poem, but I'll leave it for you, uh, for your meditation and reflection. Praise ye the Lord, all creatures great and small, from highest heaven to lowest earth. Let all of nature's voices rise in song and sing of thy great worth. Angels and beasts and all that crawl or fly, let every living thing proclaim thy majesty on high. Sun and moon, stars and seas, all of creation bows down on bended knees. For thou art God, for, for thou art Lord, the one who sits on the throne, and thou alone art worthy of all praise now and forever shown. So let us join the chorus and sing of thy great love and grace, for thou art God, and thou shalt have our praise. A little bit Dr. Susie, but uh, not bad. And then it ends, chat GPT ends with this um, Final statement, I hope this poem brings some inspiration and a sense of the majesty of God as described in Psalm 148. May we always give thanks and praise to him for all he has done for us. Amen. 
I invite you into a moment of silent reflection. Uh, think about the new year and think about your truest and highest divine purpose. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs>